0: will we be able to get the reba mcintyre jacket autograph we took some we made some big strides today
1: we put some work in yeah so uh, you'll you'll hear all of those steps right now in the podcast did a little grind on that plus we also found out how the first date went had shannon join us she went on her first date in nine years over the weekend plus we found out about kelly oh hanging it up when it comes to stand up (laughs) that's right all that's coming up right now on the
0: podcast Kelly and Wood. The saga of the Reba McIntyre leather jacket continues. So really quick recap for the Kelly and Wood Christmas party that's happening December 15th at Raleigh's. There's this Reba McIntyre airbrush jacket that was sitting in an antique shop I go to. And it was sitting there for years. Mm-hmm. It was a little too expensive for us to buy. Uh, Timothy, one of our listeners, stepped up and said, you know what, I'll buy it. You guys raffle it off for charity. All proceeds going to charity. Every single penny going to charity. So thank you again, Timothy, for doing that.
1: And we have gotten it all together. We've gotten the all good to do a raffle. And we've gotten the charity. We're going to do the raffle. The charity is a bunch of little kids who every year put together backpacks for homeless veterans. Right. We're talking backpacks with some clothing, some supplies to, you know, get cleaned up, all this stuff. They're backpacks. They need the money. Well, guess what? We're going to give them as much money as we can December 15th. Free to get in, by the way. We're going to have cash prizes given away. We're going to right. have Fest tickets. We're going to have a ton of stuff. Come on Live out there. Live
0: music, stand up comedy. It's going to be like a variety of. Show.
1: And we're going to raise money and hopefully get a ton of backpacks to these veterans in need. Homeless veterans in central Minnesota, in North Dakota, the whole area, right around there. We want to get as many backpacks together as we can.
0: And if you want to see this awesome Awesome '90s leather jacket with Reba McIntyre's picture airbrushed on it. It's all over our socials.
1: It's sweet action.
0: It is. It's a one of a kind. That's for dang sure. It even comes with the Reba McIntyre keychain on the zipper.
1: But we have tried our best because we thought even better to kick this up a notch to have Reba sign it, whatever, personalize it, whatever. We've got to get in touch with her.
0: So we've reached out to record labels. Mm-hmm. No one got back to us.
1: Reached out to her fan club
0: on Facebook. No one got back to us. Nada. We're hitting a dead end at every single turn. Now, you have a Reba McIntyre merchandising phone number here, right? Like This is where you can go online and buy Reba McIntyre merchandise. And
1: it says it has a phone number here, man, 24-7. All right, let's go. Here's my one chance, Come Fancy. On. Don't let me down.
0: <laughs> I guess I could have had this sitting on hold. Man. Dialing is super fun to listen to.
1: I'll be busy.
2: Thank you for calling. Please press 1 for assistance with placing your order. Hmm. Press 2 for help with an existing order. That's it. Thank you for calling. Please press 1 for assistance with placing your order. I think we go with press 1. 2 for help with an existing order. Thank you for calling music today. This is Taylor. How may I help you? What is this? Music today.
1: Oh, hi. How's it going? We're calling about some Reba McIntyre merchandise. What can I help you with today? So we have a jacket that we want to get signed by Reba McIntyre.
0: How would we go about that? We've hit a dead end at every turn.
2: So, we don't have any direct contact with the artist. We just handle their online merchandise store. Mm.
0: so you've never actually met um, Reba McIntyre
2: no mm. we We advise customers to find their um, social media page and send them a message through that away.
0: like a direct message to Reba McIntyre,
2: yeah. If she has like a Facebook page or something. I, I would have yeah, she's got like
1: seven hundred and sixty one thousand fans on there. I think we're gonna get lost. Have you ever known anyone to have success with that? I'm not sure.
0: <laughs> I you guess don't it couldn't hear hurt back right? after we tell. It couldn't hurt, right?
2: No, it wouldn't hurt anything if you can find her page and send her a message.
0: What's the number one piece of Reba McIntyre merchandise that you guys sell there?
2: Uh we have several. I mean, we don't have just one number one item.
0: Man. How much would you think that a leather jacket from the 1990s with a full sized airbrush picture of Reba McIntyre on the back would be worth?
2: I have no idea. Exactly. <laughs> <Sorry>. Priceless. <laughs> Priceless. <laughs> right.
0: Well, I'll tell That's you. At an antique
2: valuable item.
0: At an antique shop, I just happened to buy such an item. Now, we paid $375 for it. Mm-hmm. Do you think we got ripped off? Well,
2: no, I would have figured it would have been more than that, honestly. Hot
0: dang, we got a deal. It is Reba McIntyre. Well, (laughs) to let you know, our names are Kelly and Wood. We do a morning show, okay? And we're going to auction this jacket off for charity. For charity. We're going to give every single penny that we get for this jacket, we're going to give back to charity. But we thought, man, you know what would kick (laughs) it up a notch is if Reba McIntyre actually autographed it
2: right right yeah i would advise you to like find her social media page and just send a message and see if you can get an answer back through there we don't have any direct contact with the artist
0: okay
1: have you met anybody famous
2: um not really okay <laughs> all right
0: would you like to buy a leather jacket
2: <laughs> no i don't have the money for that,
0: <laughs> <Feeling> <laughs> on that sister? Either. that's why we're trying to auction this thing off <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, Oz, thank you so much. You've been so helpful this morning. We are going to hit Reba McIntyre's Facebook page and send her a private message. Thank you so much.
2: You're welcome. You have a wonderful day. You too. All
1: right, well, another dead end.
2: Yeah, well, and <laughs> here's
1: the thing. We've gone to her social media already. Right. And we've gotten nowhere. Right. We've gone on social media. She we've tagged 7 million, her stuff.
0: 7 million followers on Facebook.
1: But... Uh, someone actually texted in. I think I may actually have another number for us to call here. Okay. I think we can go straight to her hometown. She's from a small town in Oklahoma. Okay. What if we go straight to Oklahoma? Somebody there's got to know her. You think so? Somebody think there's got to know in the streets of Oktoa,
0: Oklahoma. Oktoa, Oklahoma. Actoah. All right. Well, do you want to take a quick break and we'll get we'll see if we can get this number? Yeah, let's see if they're even open. All right. I will be right back with possibly Reba McIntyre on the phone. Who knows? <laughs> I don't need to recap the whole Reba McIntyre mm-hmm. leather jacket, do I? I think everybody kind of knows where we're at with right. it. If you're just tuning in, you're gonna have to hit up our socials because I'm sure it's boring to hear me describe a jacket over and over and over again. Correct. But we are auctioning this thing off for charity. We called uh what who did we just oh her merchandising company. Right. Another dead end. Mm-hmm. Now this is the, her hometown city, where I believe her family still has roots.
1: There, I think. Couldn't tell you. I don't know either at all. But I do know she's opening a steakhouse there. Okay, okay. so that's is that what we're calling then? It's not because I've been trying to. I was like, well, we'll just call the steakhouse. The steakhouse is not open yet, so I figured, you know what? Let's go straight to city hall. You thought maybe Reba was in the kitchen? <laughs> I mean, you never know. I mean, <laughs> I imagine she has some sort of say in it, right? I would hope so. Yeah, table uh, here, you know. So this is the city city council of what city? Atoka,
0: Atoka, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. All right, let's see here. I really should have these dialed up before we go on the air. It's all
3: right. Thank you for calling the city oh. of Atoka. Water Department 1, City Clerk 2, Deputy City Clerk 3, Code Enforcement 4, Deputy Code Enforcement 5, City Manager 6, Treasurer 7, Deputy Treasurer 8. Six? If you aren't yeah. sure if the party's Beep. Hello, this is Kaylee. How can I help you? Hi, Kaylee. uh, You're the city manager? No, I'm the city clerk. Oh, city clerk. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry about that. Um, We were calling for information about the Reba Steakhouse. Okay. Are you familiar with it? Yes. Okay. Is is it actually owned by Reba McIntyre? Yes. Okay.
1: Does she live there? Not in the steakhouse, Um, but like around that area. We don't give out where people live. Oh sure, I'm not. I'm, I'm, no, no, I'm going to abduct her or <laughs> anything? Wow, that
0: sounded really bad. Let me let, let me <laughs> let, let me say why we're calling. Yeah. Okay, uh, our names are okay. Kelly and Wood. Okay, and we have obtained what we consider to be a very valuable piece of Reba McIntyre um, para, memorabilia. Memorabilia. It's a nineteen. <laughs> it's a nineteen nineties leather jacket with a full size mural of Reba McIntyre on the back of it. That's been airbrushed onto this jacket. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to auction this jacket off for charity, but we thought, how awesome would it be if we could get Reba McIntyre to autograph it?
3: Okay. and um, I'm not really sure how to even get in contact with her. Um, yeah. Those meetings are very private, so I don't even I get set in on them. Uh, <laughs> and, and
1: seriously, Pinky swear, I'm not going to abduct her.
3: <laughs> um. Have you, by any chance, spoken to anybody at the museum here in Atoka?
0: There's a Reba Museum?
3: Well, no, it's it's not the Reba Museum. It's the Atoka Museum and Civil War Cemetery, and there is a McIntyre exhibit. Okay. And so um, they may be able to reach out to Reba's people. I mean, the restaurant won't even be open until... Um, late December, early January. Oh, okay. Okay. Is the
0: is the McIntyre yeah. is the McIntyre family like kind of a prestigious family there? Aside from Reba, but
3: I mean, they're a big ranching family. Okay, Dang, I didn't even know that. That's
0: cool. I never knew that before.
3: Yeah, you'll have to look up um, like some family history. I mean, that's what's neat about the museum. So if you're ever down here, it's definitely worth stopping in at. Uh, yeah. Because Miss McIntyre, the mother. Um of Reba, she actually passed away in the last couple years. Okay. But a lot of um her and her late husband's uh belongings are now in the museum, so they have a whole oh, Reba wow. exhibit.
0: I wonder if, front and center. I wonder if they would want a leather jacket with airbrush picture of Reba McIntyre on the back of it to re- to really <laughs> set off that exhibit. Yeah.
3: Because yeah.
0: well, we paid three hundred and seventy five dollars for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you think that's too much or too little?
3: I mean, for anything like that, it's going for quite a bit.
0: So. All right,
1: your, your silence spoke volumes there, but that's okay. <laughs> but it's no, going I,
0: for a good cause. That's really cool. I never, I never yeah. knew this about the McIntyre family. That's awesome. I, yeah. I, appreci- I, I appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. This yeah, morning. for real.
3: You're yeah, if you want more information, my mother-in-law is actually out at the museum. She she knows a ton.
0: Like. <laughs> She works there?
3: Yeah. Uh, she is the, um, I guess, kind of co-director. Absolutely, yeah. Do you, do you, does she have like an email or something?
0: All right, well, let's do this. Let, let, let me put you on hold for a second, and uh, we'll get that info from you, and that'll be, we'll make this call tomorrow or okay. something. Uh, because they're probably not, I'm guessing the museum isn't open yet, so hold on one second, Okay. And thank you so much. You're welcome. All right. That's some Southern hospitality right there. Yeah,
1: and um, I don't know if I may have done more harm than good than talking. You know. <laughs> Well, now she
0: thinks we're going to abduct Reba. Yeah. And all we want is a signature on this jacket. Her security guy's definitely getting a ping. <laughs> <What> hey,
4: <heck? laughs> well, well,
0: I, I got to do what I got to do. I feel like this is the first time we haven't hit a dead end, though. I feel now, like we're getting somewhere. Now, next, it's on to, uh, and we have someone texting in saying they have a direct line to Reba. Now, do we shoot her a text first? This is the kind of thing when you text first, right? You don't just start calling Reba. Let's get to the bottom of it, all right? We, we got too much going on now. Too many spontaneous things happening right mm-hmm. now. Uh, will we get this jacket autographed? I don't know, but uh, we will find out soon.
1: Kelly and Wood.
0: Sometimes when we fall short, we rely on you to pick up the torch and carry it for us.
1: one needs to. And
0: I feel like that's kind of what's happening with this Reba McIntyre jacket. I'm getting kind of sick of talking about it right now, well, to be honest with you. I feel no, like I'm not. It's it's eating up a ton of time on the air today. But it's is it worth it? I think absolutely it is. If we can
1: raise money to for homeless veterans.
0: Right. Why not? I wonder if Reba's never seen a jacket like this before with her full... With a, It's even bigger than full-size picture than of her. Yeah, I, I would hope to. God, it's <laughs> larger. <laughs> well, we got Captain David sitting on hold. He said that he can help us out. Captain David, what's up? Hey, Kelly. How's Wood? Hey, bud. How's it going? I uh, I did something. That, I don't know if you guys figured it out. Uh, if you go on Google
4: and say, how can I get something signed by Reba McIntyre? Well, it came up. It has her, It has her... Talking and it has a text message that says, Text me
0: at this number. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Do you have that number handy? Yeah, I'm looking right at it. It says uh, 615 436 8697. All right. Well, then we should probably shoot her a text first. I think we should. You don't just go calling all willy nilly. Especially this early, you know. Um, All up in her face like uh, on a
2: show. (laughs) I'm going to shoot. I'm going to shoot
4: you both this thing because it's on on her Facebook. It must be another Facebook. So I just shot it to both of
0: you. Okay. Okay. All right. That is the next step in the Reba McIntyre saga. I hope I can help you out. Well, you already (laughs) did, Captain Dave. You did more work than we already did, so we appreciate that. Well, if you want Toby Keith's number, I can give you that, too. I got that. (laughs) Well, let's start with with Reba, and then we'll work our way up. (laughs) Thank you, Captain Dave. We appreciate it. All right. Ah. Did you shoot her a text? I did. I sent it off and it shot me one back right away. All right, we'll see. Will we get the Reba McIntyre jacket autographed before December 15th in the Kelly and Wood Christmas party? Come on.
1: I wonder if he left a review. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. All right,
0: Wood is now going to give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale in the trash flash. We're
1: headed to... Iowa, my friend. Our neighbors to the south trash. Idiots out walking around. (laughs) Well, that's where we have 22-year-old.
0: My mom's from Iowa, by the way. That stings every time you say that.
1: Good. Javier Rafael Camacho Cepeda. Yes, that's one person. That is one person in a whale of a name. So I'm just going to call him Cepeda from here on now. Well, he's 22 years old, and he jumped on his phone and said, I needed a ride to the bank. So he orders an Uber. Now the Uber pulls right up. Cepeda jumps right in, says, hey, I need you to get me to the bank. Need a little bit of money. So they drive off. Now when they pull up, Cepeda says, hey, do me a favor. I need a ride after this. Can you hang out here? Keep it her running. I'm just going to run and get a little bit of money. Driver says, cool, no problem. Let's go ahead and do this thing. So Cepeda goes into the bank. Comes back out, quickly hops in the Uber and says, hey, by the way, get out the car and put a gun on the Uber driver. Good great. As you can imagine, the Uber driver thinks to himself, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> Jumped out and Cepeda sped off. Well, the Uber driver then called 911 and when authorities showed up, they said, all right, well, we just got a call here that there was a bank robbery inside. Sure enough, Cepeda had run inside the bank, robbed the bank, came out, and then stole the car from his Uber driver. Now, Kelly, you're not a big uber -er. No, not often. Now, if you don't know this, it's hooked up to your phone with all your information. I do know that. Your credit card. And also, a handy-dandy little tracking device. The authorities quickly said, hey, can we just find out where he is? And sure enough... They tracked him. He was on his way to the U.S.-Canada border. Oh, dang. Authorities were able to call ahead and sure enough slowed him down and he was arrested in Minnesota. Jeez, that's
0: a long ride from uh, from Iowa to Canada. Mm -hmm. It's like like, an eight-hour drive, even from the northern border. Probably why he didn't want to take the Uber. It was going to cost him too much.
1: (laughs) Either way, he didn't make it up to sweet old Canada. He was arrested and taken to jail. Isn't it super hard to
0: get into Canada too? Like...
1: Yeah, it's not easy. Right. It's not like down south where you just kinda what'd you hear for? I don't know, tamales? <laughs>
0: Off you go. Come on in. Yeah. When I when I was dating that girl whose mom was from Mexico and we would go to Mexico, uh it was like to get in was crazy. You would pull up to this thing and push a button. Mm-hmm. If you got a green light, just go right on through. If you get a red light, then they stop and check you. So it's like randomized? Right. But I mean I'm just thinking like how much how much went through that border without
1: being checked? Yeah, but I don't think the problem is going from
0: here to there. But it was the same way coming back across. Oh. You just push a button. If you get the green light, fine. Come in with your drugs and everything else. In,
1: in Canada, I think you need like a background check.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, you do. Because we heard about that before. Wasn't it Zach Brown couldn't go touring in Canada? Yes. Yeah, I mean, he had like a DUI or something. From like years ago. Yeah. They're pretty strict up there. They only want the best of the best up there. Hmm. Pretty, pretty protective of their syrup. Relax, fellas. <laughs> All right, let's give this one a score, God. shall we, Wood? Uh Calling an Uber, not trashy. Calling an Uber to go rob a bank, trashy. Seems like it. Making the guy sit outside is trash. Right, we're going to say 175 for taking an Uber to rob a bank. Mm-hmm. Telling the guy, go ahead, sit outside while I go in and grab some money, and then going and robbing it, that's trashy. That's another 150 points. Mm-hmm. I honestly would have made the guy an accomplice. I would have pulled a gun on him and been like, drive me to Canada. So what, you could take a nap? No, oh. but that way it's like, hey, we're in this together now. My art, you know. I
1: don't think you know what an
0: accomplice means. I don't. Being <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, a gunpoint isn't against the law. i like, great. Now I'm now I've broken the law too.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, then I would just lie to police. No, he he was in this just as much as I was. Oh, okay. Anyway. Oh, nice. <laughs> anyway. what a guy. <laughs> then stealing the Uber that you took to the bank—that's mm-hmm. trashy. I'm gonna give that two hundred points right there. Yeah. Um,
1: what else do we got? How about not getting rid of the literal driver's cell phone that's that true. is tracking where you're at that, at that moment?
0: That's another 150 points right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, heading, to, heading to Canada to avoid the police is trashy. Seems like... Because you out, ain't getting in.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like a well-thought-out plan. I'm going
0: to get that 150 points right there. Mm-hmm. All right, what else am I missing here, Wood? I think that's... He's arrested, obviously. Oh, yeah. Sorry. That's another 75. I can't change that. All right, this is a decent score today. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Today, our gentleman headed to our neighbors to the north earns himself a respectable 875 points when we talked to shannon on friday she was gonna she had been divorced for five years was gonna go out on her first date in about nine years though and so she was nervous about it so she was our why should we talk to you on monday it is monday so we got shannon back on the phone shannon how are you
5: hey guys so did you go on the date how was it the guy was so so like i mean it was a little boring but it just gave me an opportunity to like learn how to talk i didn't like before i had no idea what to say
0: hopefully he's not listening but okay
5: (laughs) yeah yeah, i don't know sorry he he didn't really seem like he just seemed like the average guy who like he wanted to settle down start family and i'm like well. So, I'm looking for, like, a fun life partner with, you know, I don't know if I even believe in marriage anymore after the first one. So, I just want someone who's going to be there with me for the rest of my life, having fun, and who also, like...
0: Where did he take you?
5: He actually ended up taking me to this nice restaurant. Um, it's a, it's like a steakhouse. I don't even eat meat, so maybe that was the first problem. That's but, tough. Yeah, that's um, tough. I ended up having lobster for the first time. Don't ask me why I've never had it.
1: Okay. So you, I mean, you really shot your shot for the first time out in nine years. You really <laughs> went to the bottom of that menu, didn't you? Yes. I got
5: of the the high-priced menu. So you see him again? I be willing to give it a second date, second, just like maybe practice a little bit. But I actually, because of this, I created a dating profile. I had never used one before. And I had a lot of fun, like, What was it? I I think it was like Hinge and Tinder. I did both of those. But I had a lot of fun, like, creating my profile, talking about myself a little bit, you know, just to, like, boost my confidence. So you kind of got the rush shook off there a little bit, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't feel, like, so nervous and rusty. Like, I feel like I got back on that bike, and, like, now I know how to ride a bike again, you know?
0: Yeah, that's important, too. I mean, shaking the dust off, like Wood said, is really important. Because now... If this doesn't work out now, the next guy, you won't be so nervous, because even some of the feelings you were having about this one, not going well, whatever, could have just been nerves, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, this is great, Shannon. I'm so glad that it went well, you know, as good as possible, and that nothing too terribly happened, or terrible happened, and uh, now, now, yeah. so when do you think your next date will be, with him or otherwise?
5: Well, I actually already signed up for another one um, uh, through one of the dating apps. It's it, just some—it's kind of casual, more casual though. I think he said brunch, but I was like, "Wait, who has brunch out to brunch on a date?" But I don't
0: know. Girl, get yours, man. Get yeah. yours.
5: See if you can get a lobster
1: <laughs> brunch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, Shannon, yeah, this is right. this was fantastic to get good news on a Monday morning. We appreciate it, and good luck with the rest of your uh, dating life. Thank
5: you so much. I uh, actually, you guys helped me a lot. Kelly and Woods, small town salute.
0: We want to say good morning to everybody listening in Dalton, Minnesota Population
1: 219 Home to the Lake Region Pioneer Threshermen's Association A group of enthusiasts who restore and display antique farming equipment Mayor Julie
0: Wolvotny does a great job overseeing all .24 square miles of Dalton,
1: Minnesota That's why you're our small town Salute! That was your small town salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. Can we be sued if we endorse something?
0: That's what we have up now in Better Call Bryant as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices is Bradshaw and Bryant joining us via Zoom today.
1: Now, uh, of course, uh, this whole FTX thing, if you don't know, like the cryptocurrency company went under. We're talking like billions of dollars went missing. And now there are a line of celebrities that are being sued. Uh, Because of that. Now, I find that interesting, not because I had any sort of money in this, but, uh, Kelly, you and I, we have endorsements. Other people do have endorsements. Mike, is this something that somebody can get sued for if they have a company that they endorse and something goes wrong with it?
4: They would have to show, the person will have to show that there's some link to to the, the celebrity knowing about the fraud. I mean, I think this is a circumstance where this guy clearly was defrauding everybody. But if, like, they knew there was fraud or if they participated in the fraud and then endorsed it just to get money, um, I would guess a number of them lost out also. Um, and so based upon that, I don't think that you're gonna show what's called a duty, which is a reason why you owe somebody that. I mean, the endorsement the the claim will be based upon I bought this based upon what you told me. Um, but still I, I, I think they'd have to show they knew more than just basically I just did an endorsement. Could you
0: sign something at the beginning of an endorsement to protect yourself from this? Like Literally saying, I know nothing about how this business works. I'm only here to, you know, use my name, image, and likeness.
4: Well, I... I think that that might be problematic because then you're basically entering into something indicating that there may be a problem here. So if like I think you're a dirtball, but I want you to sign this so that (laughs) you do dirtball things. I mean, I I, I think it's probably a good reason why people shouldn't just do endorsements willy-nilly and they should think about who they're endorsing and why they're endorsing somebody. Um, But that all being said, um, I think that the, the closer you get into investigating what's going on the closer there's an issue for you
1: now my question next about this
4: is what are the chances this guy goes to jail now i think he he isn't he in the bahamas he's either in the bahamas or some island someplace so he's in a country you can't extradite from if i remember right and you know he's sitting there with the real cash not his phony crypto cash which i i have never understood why (laughs) someone would buy crypto i don't get it and so, like, can you explain to me
1: why we don't have an extradition agreement with, like, every com- country? Like, why is a country just being like,
4: okay, this guy's a complete,
1: you know, piece of crap, and we're okay with him just living here?
4: Because I think the country probably makes a lot of money off pieces of crap coming to live there.
5: Right? <laughs> you
4: know? it's, it's why all the, jer- all the Nazis went to, you know, was it Argentina? Yeah. You know? It's, it's, you know, that's where you go.
0: I guess all that dirty money adds up quick down there. Man. <laughs>
1: I just, holy cow! I guess I, with enough money, you know, you don't have to come back.
0: No, nope. And how much? I mean, he has billions in the Bahamas. That would last you a long time, man. Because
1: Mexico, me. Mexico, we can't extradite, right?
4: Uh, no. We, I, you, there's, there's some countries we can create. There's some countries we can create a deal with. <sighs> So, like, with somebody like Mexico, there's times that we, like, will make deals with them about drug lords or we'll make deals with them about things. And so it depends a lot upon your negotiations and how well you get along with the country. Because we got El Chapo, right? He's ours now. Yeah, correct, yeah,
1: correct. I thought he was yep. dead. No. Oh. That's what he wants you to think. <laughs> <laughs> Living in the Bahamas. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, we got to the bottom of another one today and Better Call Brian with Mike Brian from the Law Offices of Bradshaw and Brian. Kelly and
1: Wood. Kelly and Wood's big bag of questions. Alright, I've got a large list here of questions that we've been asked in person, through social media, through text. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You have a question, we'll add it to the list, and then maybe we'll get to it. Okay. So it's random. It's between one and one hundred and twenty-four. Give me a number. Thirty-eight. All right. Let's go down here. This is from Maddie. Maddie, all right. And all right. uh what is Little False? Okay. What's a saying you guys hate? Oh,
0: that's a good one. Mine all have to be business related. It's like catchphrases that you hear in business all the time. Let's couch this idea. Mm. Still don't even know what that means.
1: I think that means just relax it and come back to it later on.
0: Okay, maybe it does. I don't. I don't like that saying. That saying drives me nuts. Or let's put a pin in that. I, I don't like that saying. Drives me insane. Seriously, it's just because they're just they're catchphrases. Mm. That, you know, that don't, it's just, I don't know, they bug me. That, that was the question, what bugs you? True. Those two things bug me.
1: Like, it was one of the, uh, let's circle back on this. Right. But the way, how else do you say that? I, I, you're
0: right, I yeah, don't know. I, know. I don't know how else to say it, but it just bugs me because, like, once once you hear it once, all of a sudden everybody in business is using it. And that's why it drives me nuts.
1: Yeah, because get it gets used at, like, one, you know,
0: one seminar. Other, you know other, other, one other saying that bugs me? Melty cheese. Why isn't it melted cheese? Why is it melty? Because it isn't all the way melted
1: yet, It's just kind of in that P- beginning possibly. stages
0: of it. But the, the phrase "melty cheese" drives me nuts. Hmm. I, I feel like that's I feel like we didn't start saying that until the 2000s. Maybe?
1: Well what about you? Mine's very simple, and I use it all the time though, and I'm not happy about <laughs> it. It is what it is. Oh, yeah, because that doesn't mean anything. Well to me, it's lazy. Right? Like, it is what it is. Well, why don't we just go change it? You know what I'm saying? Like, let's go out there and get to changing it.
0: You know what? In that same turn, in that same frame, you know what? Another one bothers me. And I say it all the time. Everything happens for a reason. That bugs me for some reason.
1: That's another one where you're just like, let it
0: like go? Yeah, I'm just like, I feel like everybody just says it. No one really thinks it through. Well, everything happens for a reason. I don't know. Does it? I don't know. I'm Does kinda, everything happen for a
1: reason? I'm kind of on board with that, though.
0: Like me getting, if I had a flat tire, is there a reason behind that?
1: Well, yeah, maybe it was. Maybe that saved your life.
0: Maybe it made me 30 minutes late to something and I was supposed to get in an accident on the way. I guess you don't really know. It's all connected, right?
1: It's almost, it's very like alleviating because, hey, look, something was going to happen anyways. You might as well let it have happened.
0: Charlotte texted in, that's the way the cookie crumbles. I can see that one being a little bit, a little bit irritating. All right. Jen says, I also cannot stand that saying.
1: I, I don't know. To me, I think there is something a little freeing into being like, look, everything happens for a reason. Things will be what it is.
0: Right. The old, you know,
1: when God closes the door, window opens or right. whatever. Yeah. To me, it's because it's, then you realize that you're not in control of everything.
0: It does. It takes some pressure off. And a little bit of pressure off your shoulders. Is that your only one? It is what it is. I That's it. So. Everything else you're cool with in this world.
1: Uh, maybe because I, I, I don't get caught up on that stuff too much.
0: I do all the time.
1: I mean, there's a lot of like little things in sports that would irritate me, but you know, in the grand scheme of things, I don't think I have much.
0: What's a, what's a catchphrase in sports that gets used all the time that is just generic as heck?
1: Uh, you know, I take it back. How about you know, people who get upset with people saying ATM, right? How about that? Who
0: gets upset about
1: that? You know, people are like well, M is in the machine. Like, where's an ATM machine? Right? Oh, yeah. Give me or, a break. What do you want? It's an ATM machine. How about when you
0: say, "What's your VIN number"? Well, the N in VIN is number. Yeah. What's your VIN?
1: No one says, what's your VIN, and then leaves it at that. To me, you're getting a little too... uh, How about this one? Life gives you lemons, make lemonade from David.
0: David doesn't like that one.
1: Uh, Other people, I hate the saying, my bad. No, you're blanking stupid. My kid says my bad all the time now. I'm like, Presley, stop. I will tell you one that is right now, the number one on my wife's list Mm -hmm. is bruh. My son calls my wife bruh all the time, and she hates it. My daughter does the
0: same thing. She calls my wife bruh, and was like, hey, I'm not your bruh. I'm your mom. But that's the same. My dad used to get mad when I would call him dude.
1: Right. Like relax, dude. I'm not your dude.
0: <laughs> oh man, Brittany has the number one that everyone should hate. At the end of December, people saying "see you next year." Oh,
1: that's just funny. <laughs> Come on, it's time for happy hour, focusing on the good news with Kelly and Woods. I got great news for you.
0: So every holiday season in Philadelphia, there's a woman who hands out stuffed animals to people in a nursing home. Now, the reason why she started doing this is Patricia Gallagher found herself to be an empty nester in 2009. All of her kids were gone she didn't have a husband and she was kind of sad during the holidays hmm. and wanted to do something to brighten other people's days up so she called a local nursing home and said hey could i come read twas the night before christmas to, to people and a couple of nursing homes were like yeah they would love it she thought you know what i'm gonna bring some stuffed animals too just to kind of add to the Aww. the feeling of christmas well the thing that happened was she gave these these senior citizens the stuffed animals to hold while she read the story. They didn't want to give them back. Well, why would you? Right. They all liked them so much, and they thought, oh, we thought these were gifts, and then they had to give them back. So, Patricia, this happened in 2009, and by 2010, she said, all right, I need to get some help. So she went on to Craigslist and said, hey, would anybody be willing to help with some stuffed animals for me to bring to the nursing home? Well, that year alone, she got 11,000 stuffed animals. Wow to bring out to nursing homes. And she said, you know, the thing is, people think, like, well, you know, you have retired veterans there, you know, who fought in World War II. Mm -hmm. And you would think, well, they're not going to want some silly little stuffed animal, but they like it. It reminds them of being a kid. just reminds them of better times, of easier times. And she said some of the most hardened guys in there will come up and tell her stories about, you know, like, not wanting to go to school as a kid, and their dad gave them a stuffed animal to take to... Just Mm -hmm. great stories like that. And they said it brings them back. She said she saw a room where a bunch of people were just sitting in wheelchairs, waiting. Looked like they were just waiting for something. Who knows what? Just come alive and just love these stuffed animals. So now she does it all over the place with these 11,000 stuffed animals that she she gets on average about that every single year. And she just travels around to nursing homes, reading towards the night before Christmas and handing out stuffed animals to the senior citizens. Did you have a stuffed animal as a kid? I did. what you have? I don't know what it was, though. It looked like a bear, kind of. Okay. It was black. It was a bear. Yeah? Yeah. What was his name? I don't remember.
1: Oh, well, you guys are really tight with it, huh?
0: Well, I used to talk to him, man. Like, I, I really thought my stuffed animals could respond to me and talk back to me. Maybe they can. Uh, who knows? I don't know. You don't seem like the kid who would have held on to something like that.
1: I got it. Th- so when I split my head open really bad in the crawl space, I've told this story before when I got the nail in my head. Yeah. I was bleeding really bad. My mom had a Teddy Ruxpin in the car. Oh the one that talks. Yeah, for another kid though. It was going to be like a birthday party, or it was like a birthday party was coming up for another kid and she stopped and got that. Yeah. And she's like, "Look, if you can settle down, that's yours.
0: Teddy Ruxpin is this, all yours. That was
1: my guy there for a little bit.
0: And that was the one you put a tape in it. It would read a book to you and its lips would move.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just, it would be like, oh, you know, to talk to you and yeah. sing a song, which was great until you know, in the middle of the night, it started doing that. That was tad haunting. <laughs> it comes alive. Yeah. But, you know, you go back to, you know, like people stepping up and doing that. Have you ever seen any of those videos that like, uh, like a hockey game or something like that, where they all start to throw stuffed animals on the ice right. to get yeah. like a children's hospital or something? Yeah. Man, it's it's so awesome to see that stuff cuz you're right. When Murphy was in the hospital when she was super small, they gave Your her daughter. a little puppy. Yeah. She loved that thing, yeah, forever, and we couldn't find it anywhere else. And you, you'd be amazed—something that small can yeah. make a big difference. And
0: I, and I love that they're doing this for senior citizens because yeah. for all this country gets right, I think the way we treat our senior citizens could use a little help. You Without go to places, you go to other places, and they hold their they hold their elders, you know, other cultures in, yeah. in high regard. We're like, all right, you know, we're done with them. Let's mm-hmm. move on. So I find this to be so amazing and love it. And that's why I brought it to happy hour, man. Come on, man! I'll do this every single day? I ain't scared. I'll be a beacon of light in the darkness. All thanks to Audio Video Extremes. There was your happy hour. I got to thinking what is the most valuable autograph in the world?
1: Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that
4: uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. I'm intrigued.
0: (laughs) Because we're trying to get our Reba McIntyre jacket autographed, Mm -hmm. I thought well who has the most expensive autograph in the world?
1: I assume As soon as she signs that jacket, that's
0: the answer. (laughs) Well, the jacket has a lot to do with that more than the signature. But all right, so here we go. Should we go from least to most or most to least?
1: Uh, I'm going to guess. Just let me guess. Is it a historical figure?
0: The most expensive one? Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay. It's got to be one of our founding fathers.
0: Yes. Okay. George Washington's autographed Acts of Congress... Nine point eight million dollars. Come on, could you even own that? Like, shouldn't that be in a museum somewhere? I imagine. Yeah, that's you're you're not putting that in a den, are you? Behind a plate of glass somewhere. Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation, three point seven million. John Lennon John Legend's murderer signed LP. I'm not John. John Lennon, not John Legend. John
1: Legend. What
0: the (laughs) hell is he doing on this list? John Lennon, five hundred twenty-five thousand. A Babe Ruth autographed baseball. $388,000 $388,000 for that That actually seems low to that me That has to
1: be a specific baseball though That can't just be any baseball Because there's Babe Ruth autographs out there That aren't quite
0: that expensive
1: Yeah, you can go to like Field of Dreams or something like that And get okay. it for a couple hundred bucks Joe DiMaggio
0: and a Marilyn Monroe autograph baseball 191000 Okay. There's a, there's That's an, her, not him. There's an autograph. He, I thought Joe DiMaggio was a big deal. He is, but it, I mean, obviously, her signing a baseball would be much. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because
1: it's all about the scarcity of it
4: all. Right. So,
0: so there's an autograph, an autograph uh, photo of Albert Einstein, seventy-five thousand dollars. Hmm. Jimmy Page autograph guitar, $73,000. Okay. So a lot of these two, it probably depends on what it's on. Right. right? And
1: the, obviously, what they're signing means something. You know, just any Jimmy Page signed guitar, because Jimmy Page is still alive.
0: Right. You know, <laughs> uh, there's a John F. Kennedy newspaper that was auctioned off for $39,000. When it comes down to celebrities, though, they, they, it takes a sharp decline. Madonna, if you have her signature on something, it's only worth 1200 bucks. Again, it's
1: got to be what they're signing,
0: right? Bob Dylan, you're looking at around uh, twelve hundred fifty dollars. J.K. Rowling, around nineteen hundred. If you have some autograph by her, uh, the most one of the most famous. This this guy to me isn't really a celebrity, but uh, Neil Armstrong. Like, if you have something autographed by him, you're looking at about 7500 bucks. Watch your mouth. Well, I mean, he's a celebrity, but I'm saying like... American hero. Right, okay, take yeah. it easy. Yeah. I, I understand. You know I love space, and Lots I appreciate space. our space program more than you probably do. But I'm just saying, if you have a Neil Armstrong uh, autograph, you're looking at about 7500 bucks. I that.
1: was going to guess John Hancock would have been the top one. Because people use that as... Well, That you know, I mean, probably the most famous signature there is.
0: Right. You know? But maybe he signed a lot of stuff. Could be so it's not that rare to have him have his signature on some. It's all that big too, right? Getting
1: his check, he's like, oh, "Come on, John! I mean, imagine signing a birthday card with old John." John, there's no room for anybody else.
0: <laughs> well, maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I actually did, and not I will bad. do. I will do some research to find out what a Arriba McIntyre autograph is worth. Because I've never seen anything autographed by her. It's going to be pretty rare.
1: And by the way, that text message we sent last hour still... uh, Still
0: waiting on a reply? Unanswered. (sighs) We're going to get her autographed. You just wait. Uh. We're not going to stop till we do. Maybe you didn't find this one interesting. I actually really did. And if you didn't, fine. I'll have a new one for you tomorrow. (laughs) And you can hate that one too. I don't care because I don't mind looking at you and saying right to your face... (laughs) Maybe does Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break from 540 in the morning. We talked about how booing affects you
1: as a human
0: being. Uh, Going to see
1: an Elvis impersonator. Yeah, and Boy, you gave us a lot of information on Elvis. Did I? My bad. No, that's not bad. (laughs) You can't get me started on that topic. Even though you refuse to wade into the Asian Elvis debate.
0: (laughs) Because I don't know anything about it. Fair enough. All right, but you'll hear all that exciting talk right now in our first break from 540 in the morning. The bonus track. Kelly and
1: Wood. Now, are you sure we're on because some Babs just texted nothing but dead air guys what what is she li- what is babs
0: listening on i don't know we- i got the board on yeah yes. the light is on right it looks on if people miss that rap here let me hit this again yeah, we're on, man. Okay,
1: you have buttons pushed that says we're good. Babs,
0: I think maybe your radio ain't working.
1: Because I think Babs is the one who texted in last week or something that we had dead air too.
0: I think uh, we got a little operator error situation going Don't on. Don't you right be right. pointing the. I'm not. Babs. I'm just saying. Like I do the same thing every day. I hit
1: one button and we're live. Lisa texts in. I can hear you. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> so wish my. I wish I had Babs' radio. She says. <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah, well, here well, we are. Fine. Back, back to do it this morning, Kelly and Wood, man. What a weekend. Yes. I had such a fun weekend. Went and saw a uh, Elvis impersonator on Saturday. Really? Yeah. I you know, I texted you and I was like, "Hey, would you want to come over on Saturday?"
1: Oh, so we're going to get straight to this. Oh, okay. Let's save it then. Because, I, I mean, you spit my family's face oh, God. multiple <laughs> times.
0: <laughs> You're the only person on earth who thinks that just because someone has something else going on, it's a personal insult to oh, you. Without a doubt. And, and I didn't feel like watching sports with you yesterday. I really, I, like, I, I just, it's so boring for me. It's so boring. So I apologize. We'll, we'll hit that. We'll hit that in a minute. Personal injury. <laughs>
1: Now it's interesting that you bring up the sports thing because over the weekend, one of my greatest pet peeves, yes, was thrown right in my lap. Halftime shows, halftime shows, and it's the Dr Pepper one.
0: Which okay, what is? I don't know what that is. The
1: first of all, good for Dr Pepper because at the halftime of like the Big Twelve, the SEC, and all these big conference games, they have these. Uh, i I don't even know if you want to call them competitions. I guess they are competitions, yeah, where they have two college students face off for like a hundred thousand dollars to go towards their education.
0: That's a nice chunk of money there.
1: Now you need to throw the football into the mouth of a can okay, I, they of did Mr Pepper.
0: They did this on an episode of King of the Hill. really? yeah, but he, it was a beer instead of the thing. But. Well,
1: here's the deal is when they do it years ago, this one kid. Instead of throwing the football like you would throw a football, threw it like underhand. Okay. And he was a machine. And he he got it? Oh, he won. Now, every person that does this throws it like a chess pass. Okay. And it irritates me to no end. Because it's just bad form? Yeah. It's... it's it's, This is America. We throw field, we throw football overhand, right? I've got enough of the football with the foot. This isn't rugby in the World Cup. Like we can all pretend, you know? No, and, he, and I don't know if you saw it at the SEC championship game. The two kids tied, and they were like, "Oh well, thanks to an earlier tiebreaker, one person got it," and the entire place broke out in booze. Who were they booing? Dr Pepper? I think they were booing everybody. <laughs> They were oh, literally booing th- anybody with a pulse at this point in time, and I, they've been booing people. Again, you're talking about football fans are at a football game, and then I got to watch people chess pass a football. People boo, right? And I feel bad because these kids are fighting for <laughs> a hundred thousand dollars towards does it, their
0: education. Is it whoever gets the most in right. the whole? Okay, right. The is most that a more, more
1: accurate way to throw a ball? Because it's not far, and I obviously these kids aren't. Division one athletes—they're
0: not fine-tuned like someone like you.
1: Correct. You I would go down
0: there and just rifle it.
1: I'd be pipe. I'd be taking like seven-step
0: drops. I'd be blowing out the back of the can. Going through reeds, <laughs> yelling at people. Did you see? Uh, did you see uh, Prince William and uh, Kate? What's her name? They, do you Middleton, see, you say they got booed in a basketball game? Did they yeah. in England? But no, here. Oh well. And people started chanting USA. I think they were in Boston, and they were there to like open up some hospitals or something like that. Like they were here for a good reason, <laughs> and, uh, and the crowd started booing them and chanting USA. Wow. Do we have a problem with that? <laughs> I don't. But it just, it's, booing is about, that's, that's pretty classless, man. If we
1: had a royal family and they went to other countries, they would get booed. We probably do. I bet you people boo our president when he goes somewhere. Because I know, like, the World Cup team was getting booed at uh, the World Cup. Uh, um, the American team was? Yeah. yeah. But, Everybody but, loves to hit the top of the pile. But soccer's
0: aggressive, though, man. Like, those fans will riot.
1: Well, yeah, it depends on which one. Honestly, one of my bucket list items is to go to an English Premier League match. Okay. Now, I don't want to get caught up in, you know, hooliganism or whatnot. <laughs> but I would love to be at one of those. Because you've seen like those videos where it's, you know, like they'll start shooting road flares into the right. crowd. Right. Like, hey, guys. Yes. <laughs> hey, I'm all for the team. You know, I'm, I'm down for the cause. And I'll even, you know, I, hey, I told you a million times, I'd love to flip a car. Right. But I'm not flipping A, a nice car, and B, I'm not getting tear gas. And it's
0: got to be for the right reason.
1: Right. You know? <laughs> I mean, so some of the fandom there that kind of takes over. But I just, I, I felt good that we're finally booing these kids that are chess passing. I think there should be a rule in place.
0: Booing will make you do some wild things. And I've told the story a hundred times about what happened when I got booed <laughs> when I was a mascot. I don't need to tell it again. It was one of the most shameful moments of my entire life. But there's something about being booed. It makes your brain go haywire because you're literally like, whoa, this crowd all got together and (laughs) decided that they did not like me.
1: And you know what it takes? It takes that one person to start it,
0: because then the other one's like, "I wanted to do the same thing." I didn't have the courage to get her started, though. You
1: don't have the clackers to be the first person to <laughs> boo somebody, and the second it starts well, happening, it's an avalanche. But what
0: if no one joins in? That's a, what if you're a lone
1: booer. No, there's always somebody who's waiting in the draft. I remember uh, the last time
0: I went to a Vikings game last year. There was they weren't even playing Green Bay, but for some reason there was a woman there in a Green Bay uh, jersey, mm-hmm. and they put her up on the big screen. And it was the it was the loudest booing I've ever heard in oh, my yeah. life. And I mean, you're talking, how many people are in US Bank Stadium? 50,000? Yeah. many <laughs> it just,
1: boo. Now, and kept they kept they putting your <laughs> up on that. That probably is like a paid person, you what know I
0: mean? Why, why are you coming to a Vikings game they're not even playing Green Bay and you're wearing a Green Bay jersey? You, you had it coming at that point.
1: So when I was a little kid, in Cleveland Stadium, there was the dog pound, all right? Okay. And let me tell you, this was the most <laughs> raucous, and it was known as like one of the most vicious Fan areas in the NFL—it was just brutal. They were loud. They were right on top of the the field. Yeah, there were games where they threw stuff. In, in fact, there was one game where they could only go to the fifty-yard line. They'd have to turn around because everyone kept throwing things at John Elway. Goodly so.
0: Good lord.
1: Well, I was there That's for classy. a game against the Dolphins, and a guy came into the fan into the dog pound. Wearing a Dolphins jersey, a Dan Marino one, and he's flicking everybody off. Oh
0: boy, that's that's asking for I'm it. I'm right? telling
1: you, it was if the seas parted, <laughs> and instantly it crashed down on him in the form of beer. Anything, even my dad's like, "Here, throw that dog <laughs> bone at that guy." I'm like, yeah! I'm like, 8 I'm just committing a, a misdemeanor throwing it at this no, guy. But why would he do that? Because he ex- he's he, going
0: into the mouth of the lion. He
1: got exactly what he because he probably didn't think, "Look, I can go in there and we try." Talk. There's no right. way <laughs> these people are going to commit assault. Want a bet, fella? Because once somebody gets started, and yeah. it kind of shows you like the pack mentality we have as man. Yes. That and, you see something going on, you're like, ah, yeah, I think I'm gonna get in on this. And there always
0: needs to be the alpha. Someone to get her going, mm-hmm. and then everyone joins in.
1: And you know that one guy who's about thirteen bush lights deep <laughs> is like, yeah. <laughs> Finally an outlet for my aggression. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's why that's why I can't do stand up comedy anymore. I did one and I'm done because the fear of being booed, I, I know where my brain goes when I get booed. Look at Michael Richards from Seinfeld. Remember what happened when he got booed? Yeah. He wow. Starts letting the N word fly everywhere. I don't think you'd go there. No, I would. Of course I wouldn't, but I'm no. just saying, like, your brain, it's just wired to know. Maybe that's the pack mentality. you got a pack coming against you. You're the prey, and so now you have to attack back, and it, your brain goes haywire. You it's, wouldn't boo, though. Fight, it's fight or flight. You wouldn't get booed. You did
1: fantastic.
0: I, I, I that was That's it. Go out on a high note. Leave, him want, leave the crowd wanting more. Well,
1: here well, then what about this? What about for our Christmas party coming Hell up on December no. 15th?
0: No, I, it'll ruin the night for me. What if we get booed? Then we get. At least you're with me,
1: (laughs) (laughs) because then you know I'll snap. (laughs) You can stand in front of me and. (laughs) Who the hell do you think you are? (laughs) I see what makes you laugh. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only we would turn a Christmas party into something just violent and sad
1: <laughs> on the news, local radio show. Arrested.
0: Uh, we I made a mistake. I thought people were coming over to our house on Saturday night, but I guess it was Friday night. Mm-hmm. So it started things off kind of weird there, mm. where I didn't I wasn't ready to have guests, but we just had guests. Luckily, our house was just randomly clean for some reason. Wow! So they weren't coming in to see how we really live. Um, so that worked out. And then Saturday, remember, I invited you over. I
1: got a drunken invite from <laughs> Kelly Jordan. Wait, what time did I send that to you? I don't even think I was drunk.
0: I guarantee you it was. I met my friend Brian for a couple of beers, and then... Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, but it was just—it was literally just a couple of
1: beers and a burger.
0: It wasn't mm-hmm. like, I'll look back and see when I sent that to
1: you. I them. get a text message from Kelly, hey, man, why don't you come on over and hang out? And I said, wow, <laughs> I got myself an invite to the Kelly Jordan household. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, your esposa, Mr. Kelly's wife, texts me. She says, hey, uh, just a heads up, you can't come over tomorrow. (laughs) But there was a reason. And I thought to myself, here it is. I finally have been uninvited from Kelly Jordan's house 15 minutes later. I had the family ready and everything. But no, she was taking you out for a surprise for your birthday.
0: Right. Which we started driving towards your area,
1: mm-hmm. so I thought, well,
0: dang, are we going to get together with the woods and hang out? And <laughs> What a surprise that would be. <laughs> Just like Monday through Friday. This is awesome. <laughs> Yay. He's going to no, yell at me. My, my <laughs> wife took me to a Elvis impersonator on Saturday night. Very cool. We met my cousin, uh, Stephen and Barb, out there, and we saw this Elvis impersonator, oddly enough, who was retiring in like, one show. Like, he had one more show, and he was going to retire. So... Art Kistler was his name. Did he have some dust on the bottle? (laughs) He was... But he was good. The dude could sing. And a lot of times when you go see an Elvis impersonator... It's just them singing over like a karaoke track or something like that. Oh, this dude had full band, like he had backup singers and the full.
1: So he had a show.
0: It was a show. Okay. Even like he had like a multimedia experience. Like he would take a break and then it would cut to a video of like Elvis doing an interview or something. It was good. Mm. Well, probably one of the best Elvis impersonators I've ever seen. And then I was telling him I was like, oh yeah, my wife brought me here for my birthday. And he goes, oh this is I got one show left and I'm hanging it up for good. He had been an Elvis impersonator for twenty seven years. Holy started cow. at forty.
1: Now is this is this his gig? I mean, it's like, is this his straight job? I, know, or is I he... never,
0: I never want to ask that of an Elvis impersonator. There was this guy we used to go see named Chris Olsen and I know that that was like his gig. He would do it like in the cities during the summertime and like Breezy Point, mm-hmm. all these like places out there. And then in the wintertime he would go down to Florida and impersonate Elvis. You gotta think about it. You, they probably make what a, a thousand an appearance or something like that. Get the hell out of here, dude! It, it wouldn't make sense. Because the bar is making a bunch of money.
1: People are paying
0: $1,000 to get a
1: fake Elvis up there? Well, no,
0: like, uh, these tickets to go see this guy were like $35 a piece. Because he's got the live band.
1: <laughs> oh, in God. And you
0: wonder why my family's broke. <laughs> you wonder why I have no money
1: in retirement. I, I thought this was one of those things where you walk into a Mexican restaurant, and you're like, do you want to sit in the Elvis section or no? All right, I'll take Elvis. No, this is pre-planned. <laughs> Good night.
0: So tickets are like $35 a piece. And I would say there's probably 100 people in the room. And then you had there like, pay. I'm not even well, now, now that you've made it negative, I'm not going to say where I'm it not was. I'm making it
1: negative. I just, I honest to God had no idea. But the, okay. In the year of our Lord, 2022, <laughs> the people are still paying to go see a guy pretend well, to be Elvis. I will say
0: I was probably the youngest person there. Well, well my wife was. She's 10 years younger than me. Mm-hmm. She was probably the youngest person there. I was coming in second.
1: Your kids didn't make it.
0: No. Oh, okay. No, nah, this was adult time. <laughs> this was, this was going out, you know, adults. Most of my kids would have been bored out of their minds. Mm-hmm. But you got to think about it. You're paying $35 to go see a full band. It just happens to be an Elvis impersonator. Okay. And he did a wardrobe change in the middle. I mean, it was this guy. I will say this. Now, now I put his name out there, so I don't want to say what I was going to say.
1: I'm going to say, because I wanted to be, if you don't know, my wife and I, we got married in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be married by an Elvis impersonator. Right. Wife put the foot down, said no. And of course, in any sort of marriage, you know that if I want something and my wife wants something... I'm not, I have no right. shot in getting what
0: I want. It's not even really worth going. Well, yeah,
1: and yeah that's not worth going to the mattresses over, right? right. So I said, okay, I've, I acquiesced, if you will.
0: I will tell you this. I, when I got married, I wanted to come down the aisle in an Elvis jumpsuit. In the white Elvis Eagle jumpsuit. I wanted to wear that at the wedding.
1: And? Well. <laughs> <laughs> even even in
0: hindsight, that was a stupid idea. I'm back. On I, you know, sometimes it. your wife does know better when she says no to something. Yeah, but this guy had it too. He had the white eagle jumpsuit. He did uh, American trilogy and put the cape on with the eagle on it. Mm. I gave him a standing ovation. i was gonna say,
1: did he bring the house down?
0: I I stood up and applauded. Nobody else did, but everybody else is pretty old. <laughs> like they probably sit down once, stand up once, and it's time to go home. Well. Good for you, man. It was a lot of fun. I, I thought maybe you guys were going to be there because we were near your area.
1: No. So I thought, oh, maybe the woods are going to join us. Can I ask a question? Since you seem to know so much about Elvis and his impersonators, what's the deal with Asian Elvises?
0: They love Elvis over there.
1: So they what, feel a little more to comfortable? Them,
0: I think to them, that's just that's America in a nutshell, is Elvis. Hmm. For some reason. I don't know, dude. You're asking me to speak on a culture I know nothing about. It's true. The well, Mexican uh, people love Elvis too. Really? There's a ton of Mexican uh Elvis impersonators. Oh, absolutely. Get the hell out of here. No, man, it's true. And then this guy said he started when he was 40. I was like, maybe it's not too late. I would love to be an Elvis impersonator. That would be like my funnest thing to do on the weekend.
1: Maybe you should do it for the I, Christmas party. I can't sing though. That's the problem. We'll play it, we'll play a karaoke track. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, we'll play a karaoke track. <laughs> but you just want to wear the outfits. I just want
0: I, I want a jumpsuit. Okay. I, I wore the Elvis glasses because mm-hmm. I got the big, thick, you know, chrome glasses. I, I wouldn't mind having a jumpsuit. I don't know what I would do with it, when I would wear it, maybe to Wii Fest or something. From what I've seen, I can't imagine those run a lot,
1: of, very expensive. Oh, there's a lot of rhinestones on there's a They're bedazzled to the hilt. They are, but that's fake leather. That's not real leather. Right. I mean, maybe Elvis's was, but you know.
0: Well, well no, these are like polyester, which I don't think breathes very well. Well. So maybe it's out for We Fest, but we'll find out one way or the other. We'll get you one. But I'm sorry that I had to rescind my invitation to you.
1: Yeah, it was nice to wake up Saturday morning and get a text message from you right away, Hey uh you can't come
0: over. I already knew. I have already been told. I now. felt bad. I was like the like one time in the past year I invited you over That's fine <laughs> like take it back. I'll just sit here and do nothing. Would you like to do sports, sir? Come on. Or not sports, uh, history. Let's do it. <laughs> there might be some sports oh. news in the history. Who knows? Mm. Who knows where this crazy ride will go? Uh, in 1776, the very first fraternity ever was brought into play. Uh, Phi Beta Kappa organized at the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, oh. Virginia. All right. I never, I never understood like the whole fraternity. So I, I didn't go to college, so I didn't.
1: I think it really benefits you, especially when you get out of it. It's know? like a networking thing, right? You know, right. hey brother, and all that. And then, I yeah. used
0: to, I used to DJ these house parties for Sigma Phi Epsilon. I think they were called, or something like that. And those were some of the wild. When I was first becoming a DJ and figuring out how to do it, whew, those are some wild parties. Frat
1: parties are fun. You know, I mean, right. usually everyone's there. The cops are usually like, hey, as long as you keep it there, yeah. we really don't mind, you know. And,
0: mm. A rite of passage. Yeah. I was college adjacent. Speaking of drinking.
1: If I rushed a fraternity now, since I do take classes at a college. <laughs> Dude, it would be like old school. If I just went full old school and just showed up, hey, It'd fellas. It would be like blue in old school. they would probably like sweet. Somebody can go buy us beer without
4: having to go find a fake. <laughs> uh,
0: speaking of drinking, in 1933...
4: We therefore recommend that the Congress of the United States immediately propose an amendment to the federal constitution repealing the 18th Amendment.
0: Prohibition was repealed on this day in 1933. Hmm. People got so drunk, I, I forget how many. I did this for Maybe It's Just Me one time, like, tons of people died. Because, like, alcohol was legal again. They just went, ham.
1: Well, wasn't it a thing that the government was poisoning alcohol that's before what they, that?
0: Yeah, that's what they said. And that's where the mixed drink came from, was once prohibition was put into play, the alcohol was so disgusting. Like, people just couldn't drink it unless they had, you know, something to mix it with. Really? So we got the mixed drink, yeah.
1: And, of course, gave a major rise to organized crime in the United States. Right.
0: Like, a lot of times people go blind from the liquor they were drinking. Jeez. Yeah, there was, who knows what they were drinking, turpentine. Mm. Anything to get that buzz on, man. Yay! Uh, In 2008, this...
2: As the judge in this case, I'm not here to sentence... Mr. Simpson, for what's happened in his life previously in the criminal justice system.
0: A judge in Las Vegas sentenced O.J. Simpson to 33 years in prison with eligibility for parole after nine for armed robbery in a hotel room. I don't even think he does nine. I'll say, did he even do nine? I don't think so. Did your dad see him at like the donut shop the other day I or something? I saw him at the
1: bagel shop. Oh, that's right. Because he, he lives in my dad's neighborhood.
0: You didn't say I don't know. That's so weird to me. Well,
1: it freaked me out. Like I didn't know I didn't know right. 100%. And then, again, I don't know if... It, hey, are you O.J. Simpson? Orenthal? No. <laughs> I'm Lamar. Cool. My fault. What are you saying?
0: <laughs> you know what you can cut ahead of me. You should just look for the bloodstained hands. Yeah, so like, you know it was him. Now,
1: I did meet OJ when I worked at a radio station down in Atlanta, and I did look for that cut on his hand. Was it there? He, he was the only person I've ever been like, "Holy crap. Like, that's O.J. Simpson. Him and Roger right. Clemens are the only two people where I was just kind of taken aback. Starstruck. And just because it was O.J. And led to the biggest fight I've had in studio between two radio guys I worked with. Really? Because the one guy... because. It, not to get too deep into it, okay. But in talk radio, when they have like a changeover, they call it like a handoff, right? So the next show will come in and say, "Oh, this one's coming up on my show." Then they have a little thing, and the one guy said, "Look, I don't want OJ. I don't come in here and start talking about OJ Simpson. That guy's a murderer, right? Well, that guy. Oh, no one tells me what to talk about on my show. Oh, so when boy, he came in, instantly like." And he just said, he goes, we're going to have O.J. Simpson. He's got, so you going to ask him about cutting people's heads off? Good God. And yeah, it blew up. These guys literally almost got into a fist fight. There's about three times we almost had fist fights. Nothing
0: is more sad than a radio person with a huge ego. Because you do, you do not know your place if you're a radio person with a... Unless you're like... Bobby Bones or Howard Stern or something like that and you're on hundreds of stations making millions of dollars. All right, have an ego. Yeah. But you know, people that you and I meet, I can't stand it. I'm like, "Ugh. You oh. re- you realize you're just on the radio, right? We're not important." No, hell no, we're not. Dude, we're a toaster. If we were gone tomorrow, people would replace us. Hey. With another, just another appliance. <laughs> hey. no, your station. Th- thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> now you know the thought process I have on the way to work. Dude. <laughs> Kelly, you're just a toaster. <laughs> don't think of yourself any more important than that. Uh, some birthdays today. Frankie Muniz. Yes, no, maybe. From Malcolm in the Middle. I don't know. I think Spy Kids. Wasn't he in Spy Kids, too? <laughs>
1: The qu- I'm sorry, am I the, the Frankie Munez now. expert?
0: Okay, sorry. I have
1: no idea. Boss I'm too busy now. being rocked over here that I don't matter.
0: <laughs> I got I to gotta tear you down, man. Uh,
1: but yeah, man, Frankie Munez, I because he got out of the business. I think he's a race car driver yeah, now.
0: Because he's a, he's a littler fellow.
1: Yeah, 42.
0: Oh, man, good thing I have a buzz. Oops, yeah. Not, not a buzz, a buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that too. He's the ripe old age of 37 today. Oh, wow. So he's still pretty young. Hey, dude retired from acting with like $70 million or something like that.
1: Yeah, just said he didn't want to do it anymore right. and got out of it and started to go racing cars. For like for BMW, him. too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's not like, he's not racing like a Dodge Neon or anything. Like, Man, he's out there doing it. Good for him. Dodge Neon. there's a dark, deep cut. Um, I, I, the singer that brought me back to country music in the early 2000s. It's his birthday today. This song, because when I met my wife, my, who was my girlfriend at the time, mm-hmm. I didn't like country music at the time because I was reeling off the stuff that my dad would listen to in the 90s that I thought was just, you know, achy, breaky heart and all that kind of stuff. And then Brianna played this for me. And I was like, okay, if this is what country sounds like now, I might it might be time to get back in. Very
1: talented, fella.
0: Very talented. And so he brought me, like, this is probably one of my favorite songs. Can- now, how old is he? I'm
1: gonna say he's
0: 55. Oh man, you must be a big fan. Hey now. Because you were right on the nose with that one. Okay. Another uh, musical artist celebrating a birthday today. A guilty pleasure, the Goo Goo Dolls.
1: Okay. <laughs> do they have another song? Are you crazy, dude? They got like,
0: they got like eight number one hits or something. No, they do not. I will. I will. I will fight you on this till the day I die. In absolute max, they have two. Johnny Resnick, I believe is his name. First radio interview I ever conducted on my own, face-to-face, was with Johnny Resnick of the Goo Goo Dolls, and it was, I I still have it on a CD somewhere. And I was like, are you happy to be in (laughs) Austin? What can we expect in the
1: show tonight? This is fun. Uh, The band has 19 top 10 singles. Yeah.
0: You ready to apologize, well, to you, Johnny you said, Resnick? You said eight number ones.
1: I don't okay. think it's eight number ones. Okay, nineteen top tens. How many do you have? Um, well, I haven't tried yet. But once I will, <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Probably twenty. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Seventy-one.
0: You're not even. You know, well, Wasn't he
1: big in the nineties?
0: <gasps> yeah.
1: How far ago do you? How old? The nineties were thirty years ago, he man. Was like in
0: his twenties in the nineties.
1: Okay, sorry. I He's didn't 50. realize you guys were so tight. Look, man.
0: <laughs> They hold a special place in my heart. It was the first time I ever saw a man wearing eyeliner. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And it wasn't even put on well. It was, it was all clumpy
1: and stuff. I was like, that's odd. Hey, fella, you all right there?
0: Well, now you've t- you stolen my thunder. Johnny Resnick is the ripe old age of 57 today.
1: You've bowed up harder over Johnny Resnick and the Goo Goo Dolls than you do your own wife. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you gotta, hey. a man's got to have his priorities, Wood. Got to have love. Whenever
0: whenever I'm having a couple of drinks and I'm sitting at my bar downstairs by myself, I'm out, and I, I apologize for anyone's Alexa I turn on, I'm always like, hey, Alexa, play Goo Goo Dolls Greatest Hits. And it always starts with that song. I'm like, yeah, things are going to be okay.
1: Oh, and Your wife just knows, all right, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> this is, no, thank you. <laughs> and, of course, if it's your birthday
0: today, we would like to wish you a happy birthday as well.